This is episode number 291 of the Middle Country Public Library Podcast. Hello and welcome. Sal Vincenzo here in the studio with my fabulous colleague, Sarah Fade. Mm, hello. <laughs> and Nicole Rambo. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you really had to force that out, huh? It was almost How many like a water breath. bottles do you have, Sarah? Sarah has a lot of water bottles. I know. Is this a new one? No. I haven't seen this one before. Oh, really? No. No, it's been at my desk. Oh, I like it. Yes. You really do the whole thing is, I get water bottles. Do you have then... sparkles on your straw? Yeah. It's so funny. If you, <laughs> like, you've heard us talk, obviously. <laughs> what episode is this? Episode 291. What? 291. Thanks for paying attention to, <laughs> to 48. I, I have been tuning that out to since 48 episode. Seconds. 48 seconds like, ago. Yeah. 43. <laughs> but, like. So you hear the difference between Sarah and I. <laughs> Would you be surprised to know that she loves sparkles on everything and I hate them? <laughs> That's like so funny. <laughs> I like your straw. I like the sparkles. Yes. Oh, thank you. And someday you will be able to see Sarah's sparkles when we go to video. Just want to mention that. I don't sparkle. <laughs> yes, we'll see how much that sparkles. Uh, before, before we before we jump into uh, our segments for this week, I just have a couple of pieces of housekeeping. Mm. First, I do feel it's necessary to mention uh, we lost one of my favorites. Yeah, this yeah. week, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. yeah has passed away. Um, he will certainly leave a legacy yeah. of many different things. If you were a fan of his music, if you were a fan of his lifestyle, or if you were a fan of just going and getting uh, you know, a burger, yeah. a margarita <laughs> and a burger, a cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, uh, it's a big loss. And uh, yes, so yeah. sorry to hear that, but uh, rest in peace, Mr. Buffett. And on a lighter note, mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this on release day tomorrow, so that is September 8th, Friday, uh, is our official opening of our cafe here in the center of each building. Oh, yes. And in honor of that, all day long, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. open to close, and it's open tomorrow from uh, 9.30 to 8.30, we're offering 50% off all coffee drinks. Wow. And, and steal. And hot tea. So anything that we're making for you, the espresso, the cappuccinos, the lattes, or just mm-hmm. a nice, freshly ground and brewed cup of coffee. Foamed milk. Foamed milk <laughs> specialty uh, that Sarah, <laughs> who does not drink coffee, gets some from time to time, uh, will be 50% off tomorrow. So nice. please come down. And uh, we're open now uh, Monday through Sunday. Yeah. So it's a very nice uh, thing. We're open all the time That's as long good. as the library is open. So come down and, uh, and try it out. Uh, so with that out of the way, mm-hmm. Nicole, why don't you go first? Because <laughs> amazingly, at the beginning of the month, <laughs> and not at the end of the month, you're going to talk horoscopes? Yes. All right, very good. I've tried to find other websites that do bookish horoscopes. There are none. Just Did so they, you know. They pay, they pay no, you to say that. No, they don't pay me to say that. I have tried. I have tried. <laughs> they don't exist. So what site is this that you go to all the time? <laughs> Book Riot. Book Riot. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with the Virgo since it is their month. Mm. Are you feeling stuck in the past, Virgo? Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's a yes or no, but okay. <laughs> Planetary retrogrades are bringing back some issues you thought you'd overcome, but the solutions that have worked for you before aren't what you need now. And letting yourself get lost in bad memories will only make things worse. 
focus instead on the future and look at your problems with a fresh perspective. Yeah, get fresh. Wrinkles will smooth out by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. There you go. Read The Vaster Wilds by Lauren Groff, a 17th century servant girl no longer able to withstand the abuse of humans in her colonial town, escapes into the wilderness to find a new way to survive. But in order to withstand the changing weather and beasts of inhospitable landscape, she'll need to adapt and shift her understanding of herself in relation to the world around her. So be like a 17th century servant girl. Yes. Who, <laughs> and abuse. <laughs> and adapt. Who becomes. <laughs> Sarah's going to escape into the woods. A wolf, a wolf lady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh howling howling at the moon. Sarah. Oh, she's avoiding her issues by running into the woods. Yes. Someone made a couch out of this tree. <laughs> you started stealing little things from the library. You like, notice things going missing. Sarah, she's up in that quilted tree again. <laughs> yeah. like, let's get a pitchfork get her down. <laughs> All right, Sal. I started... Uh, Reading yours, and I thought it was funny. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you bounce back, Aries? Nothing seems to be going your way in September. Oh boy, great. <laughs> That's partially because of the things out of your control, but some of your bad decisions <laughs> from the past may also be involved. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Fantastic. Every situation can be improved with the right attitude, flexibility, and a little creativity. Misunderstandings abound in your closest relationships. Make yourself thoroughly clear to avoid hurt feelings. And if they can't be avoided, be quick with a thoughtful apology. Okay. This month, read Never Whistle at Night, a horror short story anthology oh. edited by Shane Hawk and Theodore C. Van Alst Jr. S- Sarah might like this. Multiple indigenous cultures share a belief that whistling at night can invite dark spirits to visit you. I saw this on TikTok. It's big in uh, Appalachia. This is. It is. is. TikTok. This is the central theme (laughs) of these haunting short stories from 26 indigenous writers, including beloved authors like Darcy Little Badger, Tommy Orange, and Rebecca Roanhorse. So, never, I shouldn't be whistling at night. All right. Okay, so on my way to my car tonight in the employee parking Don't lot. Don't whistle. Don't whistle. Inviting demons I'm into invite your car. Invite demons <laughs> to the library. <laughs> Sarah's going to jump into your yeah. car yeah. from the woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you beckon. <laughs> I, I heard my song. <laughs> All right, what about you, Nicole? All right. What's your funny horoscope? <laughs> what can you do with your downtime, Taurus? September is off to a slow start, and setbacks will cause some frustrations for you. Jeez. What you choose to do during the slump will say a lot about your priorities. I can tell you right now, I'm going to lay in bed <laughs> and watch TV, <laughs> and that is my priority, 100%. <laughs> Consider what aspect of your life could use your attention most or what you can do to recharge your energy. With loved ones, pushing someone toward what you want without compromise could break a good relationship. I would never do that. <laughs> You should read The Little Frog's Guide to Self-Care. This adorable book of illustrations and affirmations features the internet's favorite fashion frog along with inspiration for being gentle and kind to yourself. Just like Taurus is, this little frog knows the transformative healing power of a good pair of shoes. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Very good. Why don't we do one that we haven't done in a while? Um, Have we done like January? It's January. Mm -hmm. Capricorn. To wrap it up. 
You're connecting the pieces, Capricorn. You can see the big picture in September, which will help you figure out how to make the most of the ideas and energy you've got. Big things can happen in your career and long-term projects are finally paying off. Here, this is good for Capricorn. All right. Your pride, however, well, could be. <laughs> <laughs> will be ruined. <laughs> doomed. You're could, doomed. Could be your downfall. Don't let a little embarrassment make you miss out on a good thing. You should read A Poem by Ruth J. Simmons. Simmons was the 12th child born to a poor sharecropping family in East Texas in 1945. She grew from a bright and determined little girl into an activist for civil rights and ultimately became the first black president of an Ivy League university. This memoir tells her fascinating story and recognizes some of the family members and teachers who inspired her along the way. Nice. Yeah. Great. So these happen monthly on bookriot.com. <laughs> sure do. And uh, Nicole will come to the podcast. <laughs> I'm not writing my own. And mention them. You should, you should write. Yeah. Oh. oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole suggests yeah. this book. It's a cool. romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Sarah, mm-hmm. what's going on this week? Well, I'm going to talk about uh, tennis because it's the U.S. Open. Nice. So the U.S. Open is uh, this year from August 22nd to September 10th. So we're right in the middle. Yeah. Nice. And so I have some fun facts. Fun facts. Uh, I hope they're fun. These better be fun. They're not. (laughs) Um, So just so you know, no American man has won the U.S. Open since Andy Roddick in 2003. Wow. Wow. So they're hoping, uh, do you guys follow tennis? No. Okay. They're hoping (laughs) Francis Tiafo will be the American to win. He got into the quarters. I thought you said Francis. And I'm like, well, wouldn't he be French? But his name is Francis. Yes. Oh. Not Francis. Yeah. Francis is his. Francis Tiafo. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Okay. Tennis is believed to have originated in the monastic cloisters in northern France. Oh. In the 12th century. Interestingly, the ball was then stuck with the palm of the hand, like handball. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the word tennis comes from the Anglo Norman term tennis. The modern game of tennis was created in the late 19th century by Major Walter Clopton Wingfield. Oh, oh my yeah, goodness. That sounds like it's made up, but, you know. Yes. He secured the patent for the game in February oh. in 1874. Wow. Do you know which one is the oldest tennis tournament in the world? Is it Wimbledon? It is. There and it's go. the most prestigious. That's right. Do you know when the first Wimbledon game was played? 1877. Oh, I'm off. <laughs> and do you know when the U.S. Open was founded? 1881. Oh, okay. Yep. So they play in the same place every year. It's in Queens, right? Yes. The U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You went last year, didn't you? I did. And how was that, Sarah? Well, the seats are very scary. Why? They're they're like It's like super steep. Okay. And it's like uh, crazy. where were your seats? Were they up at the top? Yes. Okay. And uh, I mean, they were good seats, but... I brought binoculars. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? I'd much rather be up higher. I don't want to be right up against the, the court because then you really can't see like the whole thing happening, right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to be really close to the tennis Who were the, the famous people phase. there when you were there? Uh, right? Isn't that like the whole thing that like all celebrities go to this? Uh, yeah, and I don't think, th- I think there was one and it was like. Was it Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller, I well, think I it was. I feel like that's who you said it was. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, and his wife. Oh. Ex-wife, wife. Yeah. Players have to have won a career Grand Slam if they win all four majors at any time during their career. Oh, okay. Yes. A nine-calendar-year Grand Slam if they win the four majors consecutively, but not in the same year. Okay. And a Grand Slam if they win all four majors in a single year, which is hard. Has anyone done it? 
Um, was it, so the Williams sisters? One of the Williams a sisters. Grand, a grand grand slam. A grand grand, 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 grand slam. slam. Yeah, <laughs> not Denny's, but um, yeah, yeah. Two pancakes, two pieces yep. of bacon. Two okay. Eggs. Yes, that's correct, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Don Budge is the only male player in tennis history to have won six consecutive Grand Slam single wow. titles what? in the year in 30, 1937. 30s. Okay. Only five players in history have won all four Grand Slams in the same year is what you okay, asked, yeah. right? Yep. The last to do it was Steffi Graf in 1988. Oh. Oh. And then the only other two, the rest were women, and the other two men were Don Budge and Rod Laver. And they were in the 60s, 30s and 60s. Mm. Yeah. Did you play tennis in uh, high school? Not. I'm not saying like, you know, like part of the team, but just like. As part of like gym class, they would you would oh, do yeah. tennis. I think we did. What's the one with the easier one? Badminton. Yeah, we did badminton. Okay. Yeah. Um, the term "love" used in the scoring system of tennis is said to have originated from the French word for egg, "loup," because a zero on a scoreboard resembles an yeah. egg. Oh. However, this might be wrong. <laughs> so why would you be making that up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you'll never know. So they should yeah. just call it egg. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Da, 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 da. The game of tennis also became an indirect reason for the death of King James the First of Scotland, but mm-hmm. that's all they say. What? <laughs> Why? Indirect what did he reason? do? Yeah. Indirect reason. Yeah, we don't know. I think uh, that's for people to go on. Because all or... the doctors that could have been <laughs> yeah. t- uh, treating him were at the, the yeah. tennis match. Yeah. Okay. If I ever get rich, I would join a ten- like a um, what they call country club, and mm-hmm. I would take tennis lessons. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, that would be okay. So the U.S. Open. Formerly the United States Open Tennis Championships uh, is the fourth and final of the major events that make up the annual Grand Slam of Tennis. Oh. So, it, what are the the four events? Yeah. Then? Alrighty, so it's the U.S. Open, yeah, the Australian Open, yeah, the French I, Open, yeah. and the Wimbledon, Wimbledon Championship. Yeah. Okay, wow. The U.S. Open is held each year over a two week period in late August, early September. Uh, since 1978, all the U.S. Open Championships have been played on the acrylic hard courts of the U.S. Tennis Association. National Tennis Center. Acrylic. In Queens. It makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The U.S. Open developed from one of the oldest tennis championships in the world, the U.S. National Championship, which was established in 1881. The tournament was open to only to clubs that were members oh. of the U.S. National Lawn Tennis Association. Bum, bum, bum. So, fun fact, I did read this, that um, Arthur Ashe, he won, but he wasn't a member, so he couldn't um, win the prize, uh-huh. and he only got like his 20 bucks back. The entry fee. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's crazy. I know. I've been like, uh, well, he won though. Yeah. In, in, uh, he got famous. So I really want to talk about how to play, right? Yeah. Because when you watch it, it's a little confusing, right? Okay. Beginning each game from behind uh, of his, her, his or her right hand court, the server has both feet behind the baseline and strikes the ball diagonally across the net onto the opponent's right hand service court. Should the ball on service strike? Uh, the top of the net, before falling in the correct services court, it is a let and is replayed. The mm-hmm. server is allowed one miss or fault, either into the net or outside the opponent's service court. Failure to deliver a correct service on two attempts constitutes the loss of a point. To return service, the receiver strikes the ball back before it hits the ground a second time mm-hmm. over the net and within the boundaries of the opponent's court. Um, so when it's a single, it's smaller. When it's a double, yeah, yeah. it's wider. Mm-hmm. Right. After the service has been correctly returned, the players may volley the ball 
um, hit it before it bounces or hit it after the first bounce and the point continues until one player fails to make a correct return. This may occur if a player fails to hit the ball over the net, hits it outside the boundaries, or fails to hit it before it strikes the ground a second time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on his or side. To win a game, a player must win four points and by a margin of two. So oh, this is how the, sco- the scoring is weird. Yeah. yeah. So it goes 15-30-40 game. This system, derived from real tennis, is medieval in origin. Wow. And it never has been satisfactorily explained yeah. why three points equal 40 rather than 45, but there it is. Zero <laughs> is generally referred to as love, which we discussed. Mm-hmm. The server score is called first. Thus, 30-15 means the server has two points to one, whereas 15-30 to 30 means that the receiver has two points to one. Mm. If both players reach 40, the score is said to be deuce, and the game continues until a player achieves the first advantage and then the two-point margin for the game. Did you get it? Oh, my goodness. That's ridiculous. There is no limit to the number of times a game can go to deuce before it is decided, but in some competitions, a so-called no-add system is used, which means that no two-point margin is required, and the first player to win four points wins the game. Okay. As points make up a game, games make up a set, and sets make up a match. Just to make it a little more confusing. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. The first player to win six games traditionally wins the set, although a two-game margin is again required. This a set in which each player has won five games cannot be won before seven to five. (laughs) Do you guys get that? All these numbers and this craziness, (laughs) it's terrible. Um, And that is it. So now you guys are ready <laughs> to go play so, the US Open. Yeah, to watch the US Open and impress everyone by saying 15 love. Yes. Set match. And of so. course there's always there's always like on the on the news there's always like some sort of uh, argument that happens between yeah. the the you know the referee and and one of the players and oh you're giving them too much time oh, da, 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 da. and this invariably a ball boy or a ball girl gets hit in the head by something <laughs> it's always it's a very exciting time that's the more exciting thing I think to see that kind of stuff right I've never seen that but <laughs> um, I do know that when you're there you're not supposed to like talk at all and you can get thrown out if you <laughs> if you like ha- you know heckle them or yeah. Yeah, yeah. cough yeah. or talk like you everyone whispers like it's very uh can you imagine if like you have that you know when you have like that sudden cough that comes up and you're <laughs> oh i know yes yeah that's so cool i want to come with wow yeah. cool and those tickets are very expensive oh my god they're like insane yeah yeah, yeah. all right well uh and that's until september 10th 10th all right yeah. so you have a few more days to yeah. watch folks yep enjoy that tennis and uh, and that does it for this episode mm-hmm. so if you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes you visit our website mcplpodcast.com if you're listening on an app uh, please review us mm-hmm. because that does something to the algorithm supposedly right Nicole <laughs> right so review us you don't have to give us you... five stars no you do what but if you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you do but yeah <laughs> Give us five yeah, that stars. Does the algorithm, all right. Negative if star. If you don't, then uh, then it's a terrible thing. Uh, <laughs> yes. So do that. And if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'd love you to subscribe to our channel. It's not just us. We have other great things on our YouTube channel for the library. Mm. So thank you so much for listening. For Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal Di Vincenzo. We'll see you on the next show.